Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Olmis, episode 173. Hey, Richards, how are you? This is Hayut with the Rich Olmis podcast for entrepreneurs. There are two quotes I wanted to share with you that my guest today, Jason Keith, said. When I asked Jason about his key success factor, he said, having a network even before we needed it has been a huge driver of our success. Many successful entrepreneurs talk about their network, and I've been thinking about that. Do I really build the relationships with my network to be a true, enjoyable, and meaningful business relationships, and to become a meaningful network? I think all of us, no matter how new Oh, how many years we already have in business have our network and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm not sure we are using this resource, this important resource, the way we should have been. I know I have a long way to go in order to do that. What about you? The second quote I wanted to share with you is what Jason said when I asked him about his mountain. As my listeners already know, I have a mountain question at the end of each interview, and Jason told me that he did climb a few mountains earlier, but his true mountain is, quote, One thing I've always wanted to do is building some type of software business. Building a software business is really being able to make money while you are asleep. And this is something I'm thinking a lot about. Is there really something like that? Is there really smart passive income? As much as I go in this world, I see everyone that talk about smart passive income working very, very, very hard to build their business. And what I know about myself is that the highest peak I reached, the higher I wanted to climb. I look forward to hear your thoughts about it. You can reach me at Hayut, H-A-Y-U-T, at richomis.com. And come join my two Facebook groups, Entrepreneurial Marketing Success and Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out. You will find the link for both of them on our site and in the show notes of this interview. Let's meet Jason Keith. Jason Keith is founder and CEO of Social Fresh, a social media education company. He is a social media analyst and speaker. He graduated from the UNC Charlotte in 2004 with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Design and Photography. He has worked in leadership consulting and as a creative lead for version advertising and digital agencies before becoming an independent consultant in 2008. Since then, 
Jason has worked full-time on building Social Fresh, a company that offers insights, training, and education resources to companies that range from the Fortune 50 to small businesses. Jason Keith, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Thank you for having me on, Ayut. I'm so happy you are here. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Yeah, so I mean, you know, there's obviously some recent changes in the world that we are <sighs> navigating, but so. um, we are a event planning company at the root of our business in many ways. We we teach people social media marketing. We teach them um, how to improve their businesses using social media. Uh, and we train some of the biggest businesses in the world. We do consulting. Uh, recently, obviously, we can't do physical events. So our physical sure. conferences are up, up in the air. So what we've done is we've pivoted to helping people virtually as best we can. We're doing virtual events, which has been very interesting. And we're learning a lot there and having a lot of fun helping people in that way. And then we're also doing more consulting. So I've always wanted to do more consulting, but I haven't had the time just because of how intensive it is to produce uh, in-person conferences. Yeah. Uh, so now that that time has been freed up, I'm helping a lot more kind of medium to large companies on a regular basis, getting on the phone with them, helping them hire the right social media teams, helping them train those teams and just being a source of you know, what works in, mm. in social media marketing on a regular basis. So that's how I spend my time. We help people improve their social media at, a, at, a, at the highest level. Can you tell me a bit about the, the events? What kind of events you used to have and where did you take it now? Yeah, so we've been doing social media conferences since 2008. Um, we've done oh. over 25 of them in the U.S. And um, we now do them annually usually in Florida and the United States. Um, when I first started it, I wanted to do it because when social media started, people had kind of a trust gap and meaning they were really interested in social media. They were always asking their agencies and other experts for how can this work for us? What, sh what should we be doing? Should we be on Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, YouTube? Uh, but they didn't want to invest money necessarily because it was such a new unknown. Um, so I thought I, I've always done events my whole life. I've always helped produce events in one way or another. Really? Okay. So I felt comfortable with that as a medium. So I wanted to produce an event. I wanted to create an event that, that I most wanted to attend. So something mm. intimate, something very practical where you can take things away that day. Um, shorter sessions that, you know, people don't get bored listening to. So all of our sessions are a half hour or less. And really just bringing in the smartest people I, I know all across the social media industry to give very practical, hands-on advice. We do one stage, one track. So everyone's in the same room. Everyone sees the same content. And we try to have a very intimate kind of community-focused discussion uh, event over a couple of days. And it's always, it's always a great fun. Are you doing it only in the United States? Yeah, we only do it in the U.S. It's, you know, we've had a lot of requests to do it around the world, sure. even in Israel, um, really? Europe, Asia. Yeah, we definitely have some fans out there. And we've done one virtual conference this year. Uh, we did Social Fresh X, which was a virtual conference we did specifically to help businesses kind of how to understand, to adapt, to pivot, you know, in response to the pandemic. And we got a great response there. I mean, we had four or five times the number of people that normally attend our events were able to attend. and over 90 countries from all around the world were able to attend. So that was, you know, 
a way for us to reach more people. And we'll be doing another yeah. virtual conference at the at the end of the year as well. So we've always wanted to do one in a different country, but we kind of took the, you know, it, it's business-wise, we think the right decision was to yeah. focus on yeah. getting the one close to us I, right yeah, first. You're right. But the virtual one will be a great uh, think, opportunity and I'll be happy to be part of that. Yeah. Just a Tell me a bit about how did you start to be an entrepreneur? What did you do? What was your career until now? Yeah, so I was working in agencies as a creative lead. So I am an artist, designer, photographer, and I got a BFA in art. Wow. So you're coming from the creative Good. part, creative direction. Yes. Oh. Very much so. I mean, I've always been a writer um, as well, but it's always the creative perspective has always been kind of my default hmm. um so i loved working in agencies and uh, being a leader in that space and when social media started to come on board i was very interested um i was experimenting with social media a lot so i kind of became more of a strategist in the agencies that i was working in focused yeah. on social media just because of the knowledge that i had and i eventually started my own small social media agency and sold it and did some social media consulting this was all 2008 2007 And um, I just noticed that there was a need for an event that focused on results for businesses uh, in that education. So mm -hmm. I decided to do it. It was originally the event I did was originally to drive more business, to help me find more customers, consulting uh, for social media. And the event ended up being more successful and more rewarding wow. than consulting um so i leaned into that event as uh doing those these types of conferences has been kind of the backbone of our of our small business for for a while and uh, did you ever plan on being an entrepreneur or it just happened like that yeah i knew i wanted to run my own business really i definitely <laughs> did okay i don't know if if it, if it all planned it, none of it was planned out necessarily but i did have that drive hmm <laughs> And, um, you know, we are mainly focusing on customers because this is the number one reason that entrepreneurs say they are failing for uh, no market need. And that's what I'm doing in the last 13 years. We find that entrepreneurs are not looking for the biggest opportunities. And a lot of times they don't know how to describe, the, to use the right words that customers will understand what they are actually offering. So I want to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listens to us regarding customer focus and uh, the, your customer approach? Yeah, I mean, I think just talking to the customers in many ways um, and getting to the root of their problems is typically pretty successful for most people and was successful for me early on and, and has been the main way that we adjust and adapt our product. So, you know, Doing an interview or doing a phone interview or having casual conversations at events um, or you know at lunch and just talking to them about their day-to-day -day. what are the most frustrating parts of their of their business of, of how they spend their time in their in their job or what are the things they wish they could work on more what are the things they wish they could spend less time on and in those questions and answers you can find opportunities to help people and that's your fit you know you just have to figure out You know, it takes a few of those. One person having that conversation with one potential customer doesn't doesn't mm, work as well. But sure. if, even if you just do it with five to ten right. people, you start you start to see patterns very quickly. Mm, I agree. 
I think the secret is asking open questions as much as you can, and then you see a pattern, and then the pattern is coming from them. Jason, I know you've got successes, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most, or almost the most? Well, I would say early on, we focused too broadly. Um, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that are interested in social media, um, yeah. but there's not as many that are spending money business-wise on making sure social media is a, is a large part of their marketing, a large part of their revenue generation, some has direct impact on their business. So the, you know, the first events we did were just you know learn more about social media, learn how it works, learn how it helps businesses, but we didn't target you know people that were spending money on it. We didn't target uh, specific types of companies. Um, and I think that hurt, you know, it, it, it confused our feedback. So we would get feedback from an event after it was over. And some people mm. were looking for people were different, looking for different solutions, different pieces of information. And it was hard for us to understand which people to listen to, because a lot of it would be contradictory. What we learned over the years was the more we dialed in our audience focus, uh, that we knew specifically the type of customer you want, the better we could make the product to serve that customer. So we've specifically started to serve medium to large businesses that can invest in more than one person and can invest in software and advertising to support their social media efforts. Um, and once we focused on that audience, we were really able to dial up our success. Was there something that really helped you to understand that you are aiming to broad audience or it just happened with time? Yeah, it happened with time. It was over years and years. Um, I think <laughs> I think we just kept listening to feedback and kept listening to feedback and, and eventually under, began to understand who we were helping the most, <laughs> who was more willing to spend money with us. Um, on a regular basis and that's you know you, you follow the money you follow the customers that you can help the most sure and now tell us the story about your greatest most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers or working with customers yeah so i you know for many years the conference was the only piece of our business yeah. um i would do you know I would do, and I still do speaking. I'll go out and be paid to speak on social media quite a bit and creativity. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, doing one, maybe like five or six years ago, we switched to one conference a year and, and doing a seasonal event is kind of hard on a business because it makes it very seasonal revenue-wise. Sure, sure. Um, one so, corona and we're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but luckily, a few, a few years ago, you know, we realized that we could help, you know, we, we are not an agency. We don't want to be an agency, uh, but we are very good at consulting and we are good being an analyst of the industry. Um, so we started doing a, a presentation as a product that analyzed the industry of social media. And we would go, we go into very specific types of companies that want to constantly be adjusting their social media results so that they're, you know, doing the best they can. Um, and it became our kind of, you know, uh, high-level product. It's our most expensive product, and we go in quarterly and do it for a few businesses. And once we established, we, we basically changed our business to where our conference wasn't the bottom of the funnel anymore wow. um, and wasn't our most expensive product anymore, but it became kind of the top of our funnel. 
Mm -hmm. um, so people attend our events and they can learn more about how to work with us on a regular basis. And maybe, you know, maybe it's only 10% of the people that attend the conference um, are a great fit for that uh, follow-up consult and analysis. But it ends up, it ends up being a, you know, a good working relationship and we can help more people more often in that way. So, you know, they're not just seeing us once a year or seeing our newsletter, but we're getting more hands-on and helping them on a regular basis improve their business. Sounds great. Do you have a specific story about a company that you helped most? Yeah, I mean, there's one, there's, a, for, for some reason, a few of the people we do this for are finance finance companies, whether yeah. they're in banking or, or lending or insurance. Um, it seems like we have a good fit for that. It can help those companies. I think typically finance businesses are um, posting drier content, maybe a little more boring content on social right. media, being a little safer, more, more conservative. So we have a lot of opportunity to help those. So one, uh, fi- you know, I would say well, well-known uh, finance company in the, in the U.S. at least yeah. um, that we help uh starting a few years ago um they've seen 300 percent increase on their wow. engagement and performance metrics since they started working with us wow um so we've really ma- helped them maintain you know a creative set of content that they consistently you know innovating on they're consistently trying new things um and they were always doing well with their other marketing but th- th- their social was never really supporting uh their goals as much and we've really helped them turn that around hmm Sounds great. And uh, can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that related to customer focus, marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last Chinese tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and really helped you to succeed and might help others as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. And I think I could go in a lot of different directions. Um, I'd say two things that I'm paying attention to that are newer uh, tools that I think are really interesting. One is Substack. Um, Substack is a, is a free newsletter tool um, that allows you to charge for your newsletter if you want to, but you don't have to. And it has commenting. Um, so it's a very, you know, a lot of people in the U.S. will use something sure. like MailChimp um, or several Not other only in the know, US, you know, emails. Yeah. Service providers, yeah. yeah. Um, Substack's newer and it's it's much simpler. There's it doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles. It just allows you to do kind of a newsletter very easily, really simple sign up, really simple design. Uh, but it it allows you, I think, uh, to focus on your content and to focus on building an audience that can comment and share your email newsletter mm-hmm. very easily. Uh, so that's one thing that I right. think uh, we've started experimenting with, and we're we're going to move our our full. Uh, newsletter or full social press newsletter to that platform and then our first virtual conference we did on a tool called hopin h-o-p-i-n and there's a lot of these newer um, virtual conference platforms that i think are really interesting and if you're looking to connect with customers and learn more about them and serve them in interesting uh, discussions i think finding a virtual conference tool to even if it's Zoom or something you know very simple, doing some type of virtual event, we, we've even started advising customers on how to do virtual events um, better. I think this is something that needs guide because uh, yes. there are so many people that are trying to do that and they're doing it wrong. I was amazed to see how many entrepreneurs are doing virtual conferences and they are not done the right way. 
most of them really correct i was invited to talk in a few of them and uh, they are not done right so i think there is a big need for that especially today so yeah perhaps you can consider to help others to make a better virtual conferences so you said that happen is the best tool i don't know if it's the best but it's, it's a pretty good one and it's pretty affordable their website is happen.to so it's h-o-p-i-n.to okay And I think they're, they're very new. Um, a lot of the newer, I think, better user experience solutions out there are very new. Some of them are a little buggy, but they're much better than some of these older enterprise solutions. So, I mean, that's the one we used. It's one of the ones that we recommend. We have a whole list of, you know, dozens that we considered, and there's a few that we recommend. But uh, it's, it's been interesting. People really liked the way we did our conference, and, you know, they were asking us to help them produce something similar. So they kind of fell onto that. Hmm. We actually have a blog post going up um, later this week that details kind of some of the lessons we learned um, yeah. from our first virtual conference and the tools that we recommend. So I'll share that with you and you can pass that along to people that, that are interested. Please do. I would be very happy to put your link. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really makes it for us, really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? That's a good question. I mean, I think mm. since the beginning of my business, the thing that has helped us the most is building a network. So before I ever held my first conference, I had a network of hundreds of people that I you know, talked to on a regular basis online, that I went to networking events with, that I supported, that I You know, I was blogging and building a network that way. And even today, our network is now global and I'm doing way more content on a regular basis and mm. talking to even more people at the very top of the industry on a regular basis. And that network is very valuable when we need to find an expert on a specific topic, when we need to reach a certain uh, audience, talk about a uh, specific, um, you know, find an answer to a specific question our audience is asking repeatedly. That. So I think having a network and having it before you need it is a huge driver of our success. Loving it. And my last question before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you is my mountain question. And as our listeners already know, I've been imagining both the journey of marketing first as climbing a mountain, building the awareness, then the know, like, and trust, and then building a brand, and afterwards climbing a new mountain. When I started to work with entrepreneurs, I found that the entrepreneurship is even more similar to climbing mountains. And at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I want to ask you, whether you ever climbed the mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains? And as I told you, at the beginning I meant physical mountains, but now a lot of my interviewees are going for the metaphor, and I've got so many beautiful metaphors, so feel free. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great metaphor for building a business. Um, I have I've done some rock climbing when I was younger, but I am definitely not I'm not a little out of practice these days. So there's not <laughs> there's not a physical mountain on my on my goal list necessarily, but it makes me think of business. You know, one thing I do I've always wanted to do and it is still on my list and I have a ton of ideas around is building uh, some type of software business. So I think When you are able to build a business around software, it really it gets to that epitome of being able to make money while you're sleeping, right? You create a tool Definitely. 
that serves your customer without you having to be there most of the time. And you still have to maintain it. And it's, it's still, you know, there's still a lot of employees and upkeep needed, obviously, and you have to improve the tool. But that really appeals to me, just the efficiency of that and the challenge of building. I'm not a developer. Um, I would obviously need help and partner with very smart people to do that. But I have a lot of ideas of things that I think could really serve our audience and other audiences. And that's definitely on my list to build some type of software business eventually. And how do you see the similarity to mountain? Do you feel it's like your mountain? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a challenge that I see that would take a lot to overcome uh, in many ways. And I, you know, just as uh, there's a lot of mountain climbing that requires multiple people to really uh, overcome, I think this would be something where you would need help along the way and need to find the right partners and the right guides to get you there. Hmm. The last question is, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah, Twitter is the easiest way, um, at Jason Keith. The last name is K-E-A-T-H. Hmm. Um, you, can, you can email me, jason, at socialfresh.com. I'm always easy to reach either via email or Twitter. I spend a lot of time on Twitter. That's my top social network, so it's easy to find me there. Yeah, that's where I found you. Jason, I would like to thank you so much for this interview. I enjoyed that. I'm really looking to read your comments about the virtual conference. I think it will bring um, a new perspective and we all need it now. And thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was great to talk to you, Hayot. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you so much and take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.